Hello. Mr. Kennedy, ask not what your rest home can do for you. Ask what you can do for your rest home. Hey, you're copying my best lines. And let me paraphrase one of my own. Let's take care of business. Just what are you getting at, Elvis? I think you know what I'm getting at, Mr. President. We're gonna kill us a mummy. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. It is episode 63. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where we're only 10,950 days away from that sweet, sweet senior discount. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. At least I am. Did you do the math? <laughs> I that? did the math. Nice. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I am Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And we're alone tonight. Oh, thank God. Thank All our friends <laughs> left us. <laughs> Uh, this is the first time in a couple weeks where we've uh, just been back to the three of us. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. It's it's quiet down here. It is very quiet. It's, it's very it's, it's been it's been awkward. You could say this room <laughs> is like a, a mood piece, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Oh my god. So, um, since last we have convened, have you seen any flying saucers? Flying saucers? I thought I did the other night. Did you really? That's the only only reason I bring it up. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I like Go how, on. I like, how, I like how Mike's idea of carrying a conversation is asking a question that is, he's going to answer. It's like I'm shooting at you, and then nope comes right back to me. <laughs> so tell us your no, story. No, I was, I was driving home the other night, and uh, we had one of the craziest moons I've seen in a long time the other day. It was not only was it massive. Like I feel like lately we've had a lot of just massively enormous moons mm-hmm. and uh i'm driving home whatever and a little bit of fog it was like a perfect like werewolf full moon or whatever that you see right and um <clears throat> there's these two lights that i saw one was below the moon and one was sort of above it both sort of to the right hand side of it mm-hmm. and as i was driving i noticed that the bottom one would move past the top one and then the, the top one would move back a little bit and they were like zigzagging back and forth and i'm like watching this i'm like I literally got the chills for a so moment. They, they weren't traveling, just like they were actually switching. Uh, well, we live not far from Selfridge. No, no, no. It, no they were going back and forth though. Like, like the like the top one, the top one would move back, and the bottom one would move forward, and they'd stop, and then they would do the opposite, and yeah. then they would do the opposite. They were just going back and forth, and I'm watching this, and I actually got the chills for a moment. I go, and I said, no, like no way, no way, it's happening. It's like, happening. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like I was like, kind of freaking. I actually almost called you. I was coming back from your house, I think, because uh-huh. I was driving down 14, and. Um, I was like freaking out about it, like watching it, not even paying attention to the road, which was probably not smart. <laughs> but like I'm watching this, I'm watching this, and then it dawned on me that what I was seeing was the reflection in my windshield of something in like <laughs> the seat next to me, and that's why they were both moving at the same time because it was the same light being reflected. <laughs> that's awesome. But I had that, I had that moment though. I had that like that that moment of like pureness, like like joy, like a like childhood joy, like oh my god, I'm finally seeing it. <laughs> Such a dunce. That's awesome. Uh, anyway, don't you? I, I, oh man, don't can can you not wait for that day I know, though? Like man. I, 
it's got to happen eventually, right? I, I and, then, a, and then and then that that feeling of it finally yes, happening after yep. all these years, it's gonna be awesome. I have a I have a in my room upstairs. I have a window that looks out to the to the the street, and uh, I used to have my bed right underneath that window, and so I would always keep the blinds cocked to where the the shutters were open to where I could look up. And I'm not kidding you. I would lay there sometimes when I couldn't sleep, just staring into the sky, waiting for come, something. Come like, on, come on, show yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That will never go away in my entire life. I will, I'll be on my deathbed looking out the window wondering, which let me see Where one. Where are they? <laughs> well, it's so big up there. It's like, how, right? how can there, there, can't, there can't not be something up there, right? Uh, uh, right? Right? Yeah. Right. So uh, uh, what, what else is going on? What have you guys been up to? Uh, nothing. Same old. You been doing, watching Jay? some Stranger Things. You finally finished season one. I did. Yeah. You got, got a few episodes actually, into season right. two. Yeah, you're actually you pulled ahead of me because I haven't what? started season. I haven't started season two yet. Really? I'm waiting for my wife. You know how she is. Your wife. She's got. <laughs> <laughs> she's got like responsibilities and stuff. So yeah. yeah. And she got to take care of your ass. What's that? She's got to take care of your ass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's fine. I've been busier than a cat and a mess of guitar strings so <laughs> i'm gonna try that with my cat <laughs> you don't have, oh yeah you do have I a cat. do have a cat oh, I don't, I, i'm not even sure what that means but uh no i've just been uh we're hosting my mother for a few days no so trying to get my house looking i tried to like clean up my house to to host my mother and then my mom stay my mom spends what she's been there for like six hours and my house is cleaner than it's ever been because <laughs> that's just what she does Secretly, if jude is in town why isn't she on the show man yeah, i know you should have brought her i i actually considered asking her if she wanted you to should've. come sit in she doesn't want to come hang out with us she's, ah. got, she's got better things to do the ama awards are on oh the, ooh. <laughs> the amas the amas what have you been up to jay Oh, I've been watching Stranger Things. <laughs> oh my god, I just pulled a mic. So, Jay, what are you up to? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm, I'm off my game tonight. Yeah, we all are. It's, uh, yeah, like I said, it's a uh, quiet night, though, around here. It's yeah. weird. It's weird. You know, John is uh, on assignment. Jen is... John is on assignment. <laughs> Jen is I found making cookies or something, probably, at the house. So we will uh, we will awkwardly yeah. stumble through the next hour or so, and then we'll let you go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so anyway, speaking of... Awkwardly stumbling through things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got some things wrong last All week. All right. Well, let's do it. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right. Uh, so not not a whole lot, actually. Only two things to touch on. One I, got, I got one, too. Oh, okay. So three things. <clears throat> three things. Um, so for me, then... Um, we uh, we got called out from uh, Dave on the Exploding Heads podcast. Oh, Dave's Eve. I uh, I had said that there was a Freddy Krueger glove above the the doorway in Evil Dead, and he called me out saying that is impossible because Evil Dead was made before Nightmare on Elm Street. True. And so he was absolutely right. It is in Evil Dead Two. It is above the door in the shed outside. You of all people. Michael. And it comes from it comes from the lineage in the original Evil Dead. Though what I was thinking of. In the original Evil Dead, they had a Hills Have Eyes poster that's ripped. Oh yeah. In in the shed. Yep. And as an ode to uh, Wes Craven. Right. Because Wes Craven did it with Jaws, I think. Wasn't it the Jaws poster yeah. in the Hills Have Eyes? Yep. And so Raimi did it for that poster, and then Wes Craven put Evil Dead. They're watching Evil Dead. Uh, I think Nan, no, not Nancy, uh, uh, Johnny Depp's here, character. I th- I believe is watching Evil Dead in his room. Yeah. And so. Wes Craven did that to Sam Raimi, and then Raimi once again back to him. It's just the whole the back two. and forth yeah, thing. Yeah, So that was that. Uh, and then well, also, thank you, Dave, for pointing that out. Uh, do you have an actual correction? Uh, well, it was just um, when we were playing the Jigsaw game. Yeah. 
I asked John the question, uh, who did Jigsaw send, or who did I, rather? Jimsaw. Jimsaw. Who did Jimsaw send to uh, Dr. Gordon's house to keep an eye on his wife and child? He said, I don't know what he said. Some answer, some answer that was super wrong. And <laughs> that is super wrong. <laughs> and I said, uh, no, it's Zep. And then, and then he goes, oh, the photographer. And I just, I never said anything. Not the photographer. Zep is not the photographer. Adam the orderly. is the photographer. Yeah. He was the orderly, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, from the from the hospital. Yep. Um, okay, and then my other one is uh, more of an amendum than it is a correction. But we were talking about the possibility of a Blair Witch television show. Yeah. That um, Claudio Sanchez. Claudio Claudio Sanchez. Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Good uh, eye, sniper. Eduardo Sanchez is working on. Um, and I had made mention that I thought that maybe it was TV based somehow. And um, I went and re- reread the the interview that I got this from. That whole segment was very confusing. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, I, w- I went back and I reread the the interview with him though, and he does mention something else that I had missed uh, in the idea that that there was a lot of a type. That he used the word anthology. Mm-hmm. Almost in that, there's other creepy stories like the Blair Witch that you could draw from and this oh, and that. I see. So so it's probably not what I said it was last week. Um, I just wanted to kind of put that in there since I had missed it last week. Well, I think you said it was all kind of speculation anyway. Yeah, so. it was, but who knows? Maybe it's going to be more stories sort of like Blair Witch or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, maybe they, maybe that town has urban legends or whatever. You know, it, sure. it could be anything. So. Cool. That's uh, it. That's it. All right. Well, <clears throat> this week um, we kind of we, we went through several different incarnations of what this week's topic was going to be. And we, did. we landed on... Uh, we're going to have a retirement party, basically. <laughs> um, we're talking about a couple movies that, that take place uh, either in nursing homes or retirement, retirement communities. To some of us, they're just called homes. Sonny! <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike went out and uh, bought, from Veteran Beer Company, Freedom Road yeah. American Amber Lager. Freedom. Now you were saying freedom, freedom. freedom. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is, believe it or not, this is made in the U.S. of A. <laughs> That'd be great if it wasn't. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you actually mentioned something before we started recording that you almost picked a different beer for. I, I did. Tonight. I I thought it'd be fun uh, since the the two movies we're talking about tonight. Uh, one is called Late Phases, uh, which is fantastic, but we'll get there. Uh, the other one is uh, the classic Bubba Hotep. Yeah. And if you know anything about Bubba Hotep, you know that it stars the King. Bruce, Bruce Campbell mm. playing <laughs> the King Elvis Presley. Yeah. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to get a banana beer and a peanut butter beer. Oh, dude! That because was sweet. believe it or not, they do actually make peanut butter beer. Do they really? And my oh. store carries it. Is it that peanuts and cracker jack stuff? Uh, there's a couple different. Well, there's there's that oh, one. That, that one's delicious. That one's different though. That one's got like a salty kind of pretzely thing to it. Don't whatever. I don't, I don't care. It's delicious. They carry it at my store. They were out of it today. Oh, really? Apparently, it sells really well. What is it? I it's um uh hideout makes it hideout. It comes in like a, a, a double deucer. Yeah. Um so and then were you going to get that uh the banana beer that yeah, Jay Yeah, I was going to get that time? banana nut bread beer and I, we were going to mix it and make an Elvis mixture. Oh, damn, dude. That would have been good. We'll have to do, do make, And then we could have put we could have dropped a shot of uh bacon bo- bacon vodka in it. Oh, dang. Cuz it's peanut cuz he does peanut butter, banana and bacon yep. sandwiches. Yep. So, have you ever had one of those? By I the way, I have not. I don't like really. I don't really care for banana all that much. So, um, I I made one a few weeks ago, 
because I was I was a little bit hungover, <laughs> and I was like, "What? It's something. I need something like a hangover cure." And so I was like, "I'm gonna make an Elvis Presley." So it's uh, bread, obviously, peanut butter, banana, bacon, and honey, and then you grill it uh, like a like okay. a grilled cheese. And it sounds oh, good. Man, like it's so I just good. Don't care for banana outside of eating a banana. I think Did you that could. Make sense? I, I think you could get away with like uh, like thin slices of banana. I yeah, put okay. I put big old thick slices on there because yeah. I love bananas, but uh, it was oh man, it was awesome. But anyway, that was so, the that was the original that was the idea. Beer we were gonna go that with that would have been a way better idea, yep. but <laughs> this is what we ended up with. Veteran Beer Company, uh, Freedom Road American Amber Lager. Not that this is a bad choice, Mike. This is good. Yeah. Um, Dick. So our mission, <laughs> <laughs> my take on the classic Amber Lager, our first and most important brew. Freedom Road honors fellow veterans and thanks them for serving. It's an easy-to-drink, small-batch beer with hints of caramel and black malts to give it a rich and welcoming amber color. Then we add Cascade and Hersbrucker hops to give Freedom Road its instantly recognizable, bold, and earthy aroma with a surprisingly well-balanced body that can be appreciated by all as we celebrate our freedom. There you go. Surprisingly, uh, I know somebody else has a, who has a surprisingly well-balanced body, and I'm sitting right across from him. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a legit sound effect. <laughs> it's just my natural luscious kisses. Um, you're, you're handsome, J. Rod. If Thanks, I, if you're wondering how veteran fits in with what we're talking about, other than the fact that most a lot of old people are veterans, um, uh, in late phases, our the main character of Ambrose is a retired uh, Vietnam vet. Such a so cool name, played, by the way. I love the right? name Ambrose. Um, so that plays a big part into that story. And then also in Bubba Hotep, um, Bruce Campbell's kind of like. Well, not I, wanting I, to go out with well, nothing Elvis, Elvis comes Presley, from. Elvis Presley was in the army. Oh, Elvis Presley. So he's, he's also a there veteran. So but he there also, you go. But he also saved perfectly. a Purple Heart from being thrown away from his oh. uh, roommate. Yeah, the and whole... that kind of sparks his whole not wanting to be forgotten about do something to be remembered by kind right. of thing. So yeah, so it works. It works. It definitely fits in. And yep. uh, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know that we've ever drank an amber lager on this show. So oh, we had to have right. I don't know. I can't. We always we always end up with like IPAs and stuff like For that. For the purposes of today, we're going to call this an Ambrose Lager. An Ambrose. That's perfect. And you, yeah. and you work at an Ambrose. <laughs> I do. I do work at an Ambrose. Yeah, I actually, when I said I love the name Ambrose, I half expected you to jump in with, nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like one of those beer bottles they pull out in the commercials because it has the snow all over it. And it does. Oh, yeah. It looks oh, attractive. Plus, it's got... it's. That makes it's, it taste better. It's red, white, and blue, and then in the white, it's got silhouettes of a bunch of soldiers. It's really cool. You know, come to think of it, too, to make this the trifecta, I was actually watching an Ambrose on TV before I left today. Oh, what's that? Catch up on some wrestling. Oh, Dean Ambrose? Dean Ambrose. <laughs> yeah, Surprised cheers, you boys. knew that. I know everything, Mike. Oh, I just nailed my tooth. <laughs> <laughs> that made the first drink so much more enjoyable <laughs> to watch your pain as I drank it. <laughs> oh, that's really good. I like that. It is an easy drinking beer with a well-balanced body. You know, I like, you like a it, good, yeah, it's good. solid, just <clears throat> amber or a pilsner or whatever, you know, like something that doesn't have a whole lot of frills to it. Yeah. I, I really do enjoy, um, yeah. Do you say caramel or caramel? Uh, it depends on how I'm saying it. Sorry, it's just, I, I read it on the box <laughs> earlier and I... I, I, uh, typically caramel. Caramel. Um, caramel. If I'm maybe. Ca oh, so it's. Well, there's caramel. There's caramel. And then there's caramel. That's if you're feeling real fancy. Mmm, caramel. All right, let's get back to movies. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, let's talk more about candy. Uh, uh, no. Actually, before we move on, uh, I, I just read something that's really cool. I didn't notice this on the box earlier, but um, the mission statement for Veteran Beer Company is on mm-hmm. the other side of the box, and it says, The Veteran Beer Company is dedicated to providing lives of quality for military veterans through the creation of meaningful post-service careers. The company produces, produces, sells, and delivers beer of superior quality, seeking to employ only veterans in every role within the organization and supply chain while adhering or <laughs> that was weird emphasis and supply chain while adhering to the highest principles of military service, conducting business with integrity, courage, and loyalty. Enjoy our award-winning craft beers and thank you for helping us accomplish our mission. That's really that's, awesome. That's actually cool. really awesome. That's, yeah. the, that's the kind of shit I love to see, man. Yep. <clears throat> um, yeah, so anyway, that's the beer we're drinking. That's what we're talking about today. Let's get into the bleed feed. It's so weird. I'm still waiting for Salisbury Joe every single time. I'm so used to hearing it. Uh, he also was on assignment with John. Um, yes, he's, he's on long assignment. They're doing ass assignment stuff. <laughs> I thought you were going to say acid. <laughs> they're doing acid. They're doing acid. <laughs> Salisbury Joe a, and John on an, are... On an island somewhere, just <clears throat> enjoying each other's company and salad. That's... <laughs> Tell us what's in the news, you weirdo. All right. uh, actually, not much. It's kind of a slow news week, but um, I think I have enough here. Uh, Warner Brothers is beginning a campaign for it to be considered for this year's Oscars. I mean, it's... Here's here's my question for this. Um, we all enjoyed it, but does it deserve Oscar recognition? That's my question. Like, I, I guess I, it, it, it depends. Bit, it depends on what categories well, they're campaigning for. I have a list here for oh, you. All right. Well, uh, the studio is asking it. it to be considered for the following categories: best original score, best makeup and hairstyling, best sound mixing, best sound editing, best visual effects, best costume design, best film editing, best production design, best cinematography. Best Supporting Actress, Sophia Lillis. Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Director, and Best Picture. They're pretty much doing everything. They just want to be the best. And I'm wondering, like, well, you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to cast a lot of nets out and see what you come up with. I feel as though they're a little bit blinded by the revenue that it brought in, and I wonder if they're looking at it as a little bit more than what it is. I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I liked the movie. I don't know that it's Oscar worthy though. Even if they're doing it as a statement, because listen, like we know, we know as well as any other horror fan, uh, horror gets the shaft when it comes to any sort of, any sort of recognition or any sort of acclaim. You know what I mean? Like it's, you, you, when's the last time you saw a horror movie in the Oscars? Right, right. And I would, I would love to see that. Don't get me wrong. I right. would love to see it clean up some Oscars. Sure. I just, I don't want it to win them just because people liked the movie. When it's not being earned on on the merits of it, you know, what I'm like, you know, what I'm saying, like, I don't know. Well, I, uh, so like some of those, I would say are a little bit like best picture. No. Yeah. No. Like, I'm sorry. It's like not. some of those are a little bit far fetched, but like adapted screenplay. I can sort of see. Maybe, I can see yeah. that. I can see or, or that. Like, or even you know, like best, like we'd have to go back and watch it again and actually listen and like pay more attention to the score, sure, the, the sure. sound design. Right. Uh, the, I mean, the costume, the costume design was really good. You're and, just saying have, have it win on being qualified for for all those areas rather than just winning win, because it was popular. Win on, exactly. win yes, on merit. Yes, that's exactly win on what I'm merit saying. rather than popularity. Yes. 
but let's be honest, I mean, there's been movies before that have won based on popularity and not on merit. There's also been movies that have won before based on how much money the people, <laughs> the, the the companies paid to have true, them. True, true. Like that, that Salt movie. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, what was that, Johnny Depp and uh, Angelina. Angelina Jolie? Was it Johnny Depp? I thought that so. That could be a correction. I, I know I, Angelina I'll, for sure. I'll look but... it up later. Uh, yeah, that movie, From I've never seen it, but from what I've been told by people it wasn't it wasn't an oscar worthy movie no but it won because they paid for it basically exactly yeah so, so i don't know so we'll who see. knows I, I, I don't know we'll um, see um anyway. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be upset if i see it no in, in the running you know upset's not the right word for i just don't know that it deserves all of that praise the, like Os- said. the oscars are bullshit <laughs> anyway <laughs> true if it wins best picture or best director i'll be happy for them but it's not. It's not going to. So yeah, that's with true. with movies like like that Dunkirk movie that came out. Yeah, like that. I'm, it's not. A, it's it's got historical value as well as being a really amazing movie. But does it have a clown? It doesn't have a clown per se. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, moving on here. CBS is rebooting the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I'm kind of up in the air about this one. Uh, I, 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 it could go either way. Yeah, you know, I, uh, it's neither <laughs> it's neither here nor there. I think that if they were smart about it and they didn't try to capitalize on what made it successful before and made it a new thing mm-hmm. that was more um, in tune with today's culture, yeah. I think that it could absolutely work. Um, I'd even be okay with them reworking some of their originals uh, in a more updated manner, uh, like our personal favorite, Time, Time Enough, Enough at, at Last, last. Oh, which we never named the band after. No, we totally weren't in a band called Time Enough at Last, and it totally wasn't the best band name ever. It was the best band in the world. (laughs) It was the best band in the world. Um, uh, that's a lie. No, Um, I I would love I would love to see that rework. And they could do that though. They they could do it with um, like instead of books, they could do it with like people with the internet. You know, like no, no, you just lost me. You just lost me. No, fuck off with that. (laughs) No, because as soon as the bombs drop, the internet's gone. That's true. Books, man. You gotta, you gotta stay with books. Books are the original internet. Exactly. Encyclope- Encyclopedia Britannica, bitch. <laughs> that was weird. Encyclopedia. I, that was weird. When I said exactly, I felt like it came out sort of grizzled and manly, and I totally didn't mean to do that. It didn't sound manly, exactly. I promise. Oh, didn't it? Okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, and this is going to be for their all-access streaming service only. Oh, I see. So they're, they're pushing it. Is it ABC or, or is it CBS that's also doing Star Trek? that is just on their streaming service right now? I don't know. I know Star Trek is on streaming only right now. Really? The new Star Trek Discovery series. Yeah. I believe it's CBS. I didn't know it was only streaming. Yeah. So. Okay. They're really pushing it. Um, This is sad news. Uh, Michael Gross, our favorite giant worm exterminator, mm-hmm. has confirmed that he will not be a part of Kevin Bacon's series, uh, TV series. What? And also, likewise... Kevin Bacon will not return to the movies. Okay. So they're basically it's 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 confusing to me because they're both set in the same world and the same timeline. So Michael Gross is willing to do Tremors pictures, but will not. No, they didn't ask him. What? Yeah, no, they didn't ask him. He basically He's the said, heart and soul of that entire. He, he basically the said they have not approached them, uh, and it sounds like they might have asked about it, and they never heard anything back. 
Well, that's and he goes. So he basically says, if Burt Gummer appears in the new uh, sci-fi Tremor series, he will be played by a different actor. Well, that's so. Are, do you think that they're trying to? <laughs> do you think they're trying to take it in a more serious direction? I have the slightest idea. And um, because because uh, how can you take Tremors in a serious direction? <laughs> I, I mean, you you could. I mean, like they would like take Child's Play for instance. Child's Play Child's Play spun out into like you know all the sequels were basically horror comedy, if, and then and then went back to now they're trying to like with Cult and with uh, if Kevin Bacon Curse, they tried to get back into the serious tone of it again. True, true. If Kevin Bacon and company though changed the name of the series from Tremors to The Tremor, then they're trying way too hard to make it serious. <laughs> That's when you'll know. That that's when I'll fall. I might fall off the wagon a little bit on that. But um, yeah, I don't yeah like, no, I, it's kind of sad. Yeah, I don't like this. This news. also isn't to say that it could never happen. Yeah, he just wasn't approached now, and there's been no dialogue. So who knows? Maybe maybe in the future it could happen. But as of now, though, that's off the table. Bummer. Which yeah, yeah, that sucks. Um, on the bright side, we're getting a new Chummers movie. Yeah. Next year. So yep. That's pretty cool. Cool. Um. Okay. So here is. This is this is interesting. Um, Universal has been struggling a lot with their dark universe. Yeah, that's not a that's not a big uh, surprise to anybody. With the bombing that was Dracula Untold, and the even bigger bombing that was the Mummy. Um, I at mean, least critically, at least yeah, critically. I was going to say financially, it really wasn't a bomb. Critically, though, um, it has not been doing well, and they got dealt another huge blow today Alex Kurtzman and Chris Morgan the duo that was uh, tapped to basically oversee the entire dark universe mm-hmm. they have now exited the franchise <laughs> they're gone so now Universal oh, no. Universal has not pulled the plug on the on the entire thing yet but they're basically saying all release dates and every plan that we had is now scrapped and we're going to take it on a film by film basis and we're not going to release them until they're ready to be released so, talk, so they they talk laid out a, talk about a shit show. I mean, it, like they've yeah. got they have from the very beginning. It seems like they've had zero confidence in this entire yeah. outing. You know, it's well, like they had, they had tapped people like Johnny Depp, Russell Crowe, Javier Bardem, Angelina Jolie. Like they tapped all these big players to play the 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 different pieces of this giant universe. As far as and I'm, all of that's off the table. As now. far as I'm concerned, that's where they went wrong. Yeah, they, I, they like to me like horror. I I said it before when we were talking about this. Horror fans, or, or at least me, I don't, I don't know if I can, I can't speak for everyone, but myself as a horror fan, I, I get taken out of it when I see these huge A-list actors coming in to play these roles. You yeah. know what I mean? The right. only, the only thing about that though that I do like is that if you think about the original ones, mm-hmm. you, they weren't, they might not have all been huge stars at first, but <clears throat> the original Universal monsters though. You know, people like uh, uh, Bela Lugosi and... Um, Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff. They were huge stars for Universal. Uh, like, Boris Karloff so, got to the point where they were using, like, in, in promotional in promotional pieces, they were using just his last name. Which, sure. that was only that was only designated for people who were massive yeah. A-list actors. But an A-list actor back then is different from what an A-list it actor is, is now. I, I do... I. I can see if it was successful and they did it more smart. I'm actually totally okay with Universal using big actors because it's kind of what those series were. Yeah, they were the big giant Universal series at the time. You know, but, like they were the those, they were the the big Hollywood people, movies. Those people became a list actors for playing those roles. Uh, Touche, but you know what I, mean? I, I still if they did it right, I wouldn't be against it though. Right. You know, like if the Mummy had actually been a better movie, which 
I haven't seen it, so instead it's kind of unfair of, to say. Of just Mission it's Impossible. unfair to say, but yeah, it was basically Mission Impossible with the mummy. You're right. Um, like if they would have actually treated the source material with a little bit more respect and brought it back to the roots of what they were, mm-hmm. fine. Put Tom Cruise in. I don't care. You know, I, I right. think it was kind of a clusterfuck on all fronts, though. They just whoever whoever it was was overseeing this. Clearly, it was uh, these two guys. Like, I don't think that they really had a good grasp on what made those movies successful to begin with. Yeah. And let's be honest, the people that are going to get super excited about those franchises are the people that grew up with them. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of old timers that like, grew up with those. A lot of younger people that have discovered those universal monsters. Right. You know, like, it's just, yeah. yeah. They, they kind of got it wrong from the get-go and I think they're finally realizing that. Yep. So, who knows? Maybe this will, maybe this is a silver lining and it'll kick Universal in the ass to get their shit together. Maybe. Probably Stop not. calling it the Dark <laughs> Universe too because it's a stupid fucking yeah, name. It's so bad. <laughs> Um, all right, what else we got here? Uh, some news out of the Hellraiser camp. Oh, this is fun. Right. Um, not no, there's no real news as far as release dates or anything like that. It's still slated for next year. We don't really know when it's coming out. But uh, <clears throat> apparently, some stories from the set is that the new Hellraiser movie is fucked. Why? In a good way. Oh. In a really, really good way. It's a crazy like batshit like, fucked up movie. F- like fucked up. You yeah. Mean? Okay. Um. So so much as to say that there's uh there was one scene where somebody on set almost fainted because of what they were seeing, and then there was other times uh where uh when they were uh, during one sequence when they were making it, there's crew members actually left the set saying this is utterly screwed up, <laughs> and they literally left the set. Awesome. <laughs> so it makes I want to know. I know. I know. <laughs> it makes me even more excited for this new movie. I feel as though. Um, the director, I don't have his name in front of me, but uh, the the director, you know, he had worked on the Hellraiser franchise for a long time. Mm-hmm. I believe that he was in charge of makeup, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken. Okay. He worked in the the, the the practical effects or makeup departments, one of the two. Yeah. Um, and it he loves this franchise, and I feel as though they finally found somebody to tap into the what people love about this franchise. Yeah. So just hearing this news that like that this movie's fucked up, and if you think about it, the original movie. And the, actually, the first two are pretty fucked up. Yeah, a lot of that imagery is bonkers. Well, it makes me—it <laughs> makes me wonder too, because uh, just because you're a crew member on a horror movie doesn't necessarily mean you know these these are guys just doing a job. So right, it doesn't right. mean that they're—it sure. doesn't mean they're they're huge horror fans. No, so that's I, what I'm saying though. Like to, to us horror fans, it might just be like a welcome home. Right. But, yeah. Like, it's just like because I you know some somebody working on, like what's what's a messed up movie we've seen lately like. Uh, um, Baff- uh, Baskin. Baskin oh, yeah. was pretty yeah. messed up. Or uh, a Serbian film. Pretty messed up. But, like, I'm sure that there were people on the sets of those movies, like like guys just who, who just signed up to be a, a camera operator or, or, uh, or, like, holding a boom, boom. mic or something. They're just yeah. like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Yep. It, Whereas it could- people, you know, horror fans and the guys who are making these films who are also horror fans, they're just like, yeah, it's just kind of par for the course, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. But it could it also be one of those things to try to talk it up a little bit? Yeah, that's could true. Be, could be. But even still, though, like, I, I'm I, sure it's going to be I good. Like, it, like in, yeah, in, yeah. In, the, in the same way that, like, when they're promoting movies, they'll be like, oh, people were fainting in the theater and they had to run outside to puke no, in a, the lobby. A pregnant and stuff. woman fainted because she was having, like, you know, the pregnant woman's baby puked inside of 
different yeah, building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, there's usually like legit reasons why people faint in these screenings. And a lot of these, um, a lot of the film festivals, there's people that are sitting in theaters for hours and hours all day oh, seeing yeah. movies, and a lot of them are exhausted. Yeah. And so people faint for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> or they just screenings. fall asleep because they're tired after 16 <laughs> hours of movie viewing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. they faint. <laughs> um, anyway, though, I'm just, I'm super excited for the new Hellraiser. Yeah, no, I think it's, heard I'm, I'm pretty it. excited too. Um, the last, uh, before I get into my last thing, uh, do you have some blues? Uh, I do, yes. Um, yeah, yes, I do. Yes, a, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, movie we actually discussed talking, or just talked about, <laughs> a movie that we <laughs> actually, try that again. <laughs> uh, a movie that we talked about watching for this evening. Yes. Uh, Silver Bullet! No! <laughs> I love this movie. I've never seen it. You've never seen it. I love it so much. Uh, it's a Stephen King adaptation. It's, I, I don't know, I've. I watched it all throughout my childhood. It was just like scared the absolute bejesus out of me. I'm pretty sure it's the the source of one of my like recurring nightmares as a child, where my mom was a werewolf. Weird, uh, but she's not. No, well, she's a she's a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Okay. Um. So I have uh, seen her full moon. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no, people People for years, like uh, this, this, the article I was reading actually said, uh, for years horror fans have been writing top 10 movies that need Blu-ray releases. Mm-hmm. And this has always been on there. Um, and it's finally it's finally coming home on who's, Blu-ray. Uh, who's releasing it? Uh, an Australian home video company, Umbrella Entertainment. Uh, they just announced it. That it's coming in January. I don't think there's an exact date yet. It is only for an Australian release, though? Region-free. Oh, awesome. Yes. Cool. Region-free. It's going to have a ton of extras. Um, audio commentary with director Daniel Atias. Atias? I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, the Wolf Within, uh, an, an interview with actor Everett McGill. Full Moon Fever, interviews with special effects artists Michael McCracken Jr. and Matthew Mungle. Dino's Angel takes on lycanthropy. Is that an actual thing? Yeah. Like, like you can study. Yeah. Like, well, it's, it's it, well, they call uh, werewolves are also not known as lichens. Like, yeah. So, lycanthropy is just like the study of. I don't know if it's a you real thing. You can study thing. werewolves. I don't know if it's a real thing. <laughs> I'm gonna um, quit everything. One and... of my favorite metal bands ever. Don't judge. Cradle of Filth. Uh, Danny Filth. Who's uh, judging? No one's judging. I uh, well, Cradle of Filth. Uh, Danny Filth, though, the singer. Uh, in a lot of the <clears> liner notes. He uh, he's not credited as a singer. He's credited as the lycanthrope, <laughs> which is pretty fucking fantastic. Pretty, pretty fucking fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's that. Um, a bunch of other stuff. Isolated score selections. Um, theatrical trailer. TV spot. Blah blah blah. Um, it's also got really cool cover art that kind of. Oh, I haven't seen it. Do you have it right there? Uh, I don't. Oh, sorry. I'm look uh, it, it it's a it's an homage to the classic King paperback cover. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. That's cool. Um, Death Dream is coming out November twenty eighth. Death Dream. I'm not sure. Death I'm Dream. With that. Uh, it's coming out on uh, from Blue Underground. Cool. Um, in this shattering variation on the monkey's paw, grief stricken suburban parents, John Marley of The Godfather and Lynn Carlin of Faces, refuse refuse to accept the news that their son Andy Richard Backus has been killed in Vietnam. But when Andy returns home soon after, something may be horribly wrong. Andy is alive and well. Or is he? You've never seen this movie? I've not. Have I you? think I think I saw it a long time ago, but I can't. I Ooh, can't. I can't be cover art for Silver Bullet's fantastic. That's by cool. That's cool. That's really I, cool. I like it a lot. It's like the old school <clears throat> VHS hand drawn yep. mm-hmm. like cover. It's oh, that's that's yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. So uh, produced and directed by Bob Clark, who also directed Black Christmas. Um, 
this movie, this movie, it, it's it was one of the first movies to kind of tackle the domestic ravages of Vietnam. Oh, okay. so it, you know, it's it's got it's, pretty it's heavy. got a pretty, pretty heavy subject yeah, matter, pretty yeah. significantly heavy. Uh, that comes with a bunch of extras. I'm gonna speed this along a little bit. Um, it was also uh, Tom Savini's first movie that he ever worked on. Hmm. I do believe. If I'm yeah, Tom Savini, uh, his uh, his debut. Um, also, Mother. Oh yeah. Uh, mother. Well, mother. Yes, with a sorry, I said it wrong because there's a there's an exclamation point. <laughs> mother. <laughs> mother. Uh, will arrive on Blu-ray, DVD, digital HD, DVD, and 4K Ultra HD on December 19th. That's pretty damn quick. Yeah. Well, it didn't do well in theater, so they're trying to get a lot of bang for their buck with well, the uh, blue release. People I think they're, are, hope, I think they're hoping it's going to find a home video market. Yeah, and because yeah. people uh, like, I, I think you mentioned this a couple weeks ago. People either oh, loved de- this movie or yeah. hated it. Like, yep. there's no in between. So, um, uh, uh, yeah, that's coming home on December. What did I say? December nineteenth, and then digital HD on December fifth. If you can't wait for that. Um, I was reading an interview uh, not too <clears throat> pretty recently. Uh, Darren Bowsman uh, was talking about Mother, uh-huh. and he was saying that it was the it was the first movie that he had seen in a number of years that he actually had like a like visceral response to. He really? loves that movie. He's sitting in the theater and like he's watching people around him like just shit on this in the theater. And he's like, he's like, he's like, what are you talking about? Because I just had such people. an emotional response to this movie. It is unreal. Really? And people next to him were just like, shit, ah, this movie's fucking stupid. Yeah. And uh, so, like, I, I like Darren Limbaugh's work a lot. So I like typically can trust his point of view. Mm-hmm. Makes me even more excited to see it now. Like, because I, I feel as though I'll likely like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm kind of in that same uh, thought stream there. I, I'd like to see it. Uh, we can see it on uh, December 5th. Cool. On digital HD. Cool. Uh, the fourth and final film in Spanish filmmaker Amando de Osorio's blind series, um, Night of the Seagulls, released in 75, is headed to Blu-ray. Screen, cool. Fa- Screen Factory announced this. It's coming February 13th, 2018. Fantastic. Um, I got a synopsis for that, but I'm going to skip it. Is it about <laughs> seagulls? Uh, no. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> you want to hear it? It's pretty quick. When a doctor and his wife move to a coastal village, they encounter strange and terrifying things. The town harbors an ancient evil that demands ritual sacrifice. For seven consecutive nights, the undead come from the sea to demand the horrific deaths of the town's young women. Dr. Stein and his wife tried to save one of the young women from her horrible fate. The final tale of the Blind Dead series comes to a haunting end. And last but certainly not least, um, as reported by GodzillaMovies.com. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Janice Films and the Criterion Collection have obtained the rights to most of the Showa-era Godzilla yeah, titles. these are the original ones. Um... So they don't really know what's going to happen. Like right now, there's uh, I think 14 of the movies are streaming on Stars mm-hmm. um, under Janus and uh, the in the Criterion Collection. Um, they don't really know what's going to come of this though. Like if they have the rights to start putting them out on on blue and stuff like that. So yeah. it just kind of remains to be seen. And that's about it for the blue releases. Fantastic. All right. Uh, last thing that I have here is um, you guys enjoying the new Stranger Things? Oh, yeah. Don't we know, know Jay is. I don't know. I enjoyed the... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm enjoying it or not. <laughs> I haven't watched any of it yet. Um, anyway, uh, so one of the executive producers of Stranger Things, he also directed a few episodes, uh, has a new movie coming out called Crater. Crater. 
And it sounds like, if you like Stranger Things, it's going to be right up your alley because the plot sounds a little, little familiar. <laughs> yeah. A little bit familiar. However, it takes place in space. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say in a crater. <laughs> in space. That's, that's, that's not as cool. Uh, crater is described as a coming-of-age story in the vein of Stand By Me set on a moon colony. After the death of his father, a boy growing up on a lunar mining colony takes a trip to explore a mysterious crater along with his four best friends prior to being permanently relocated to another planet. And they so find they, a strange girl with missing <laughs> fingernails and her name is W. <laughs> <laughs> she has no fingernails cut down to the bone. So I like it. So, I like it. So it literally is stand by me except for it's a crater instead of a dead body. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> All I, right. I'm, I'm into it, though. Yeah, I'll watch I, it. I, I, you know, these... It kind of seems like a trend right now to do this whole 80s throwback kind of thing. I mean, I like not really it. a trend so much. You have It, which already existed, obviously, yeah. but then and Stranger Things. But like movies like, uh, like those two, uh, Super 8, mm -hmm. was just amazing. Like I love these old Amblin sort of feeling throwback kids growing up in the 80s movies. Totally. I and agree. I'm not alone, clearly. Everybody no, yeah, seems it's... to love them right now. But bring them on. Like, I don't even care if they're carbon copies. Bring them on. Well, I mean, because you're going, I, people are, you're going back to the, to the golden age, the as far mother, as we're concerned, to, to the, the golden motherland. age of horror, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people would argue with me about that. Because... Now, remake E.T. Damn it. No, don't oh, remake E.T. No, e. no. That's a horrible <laughs> idea. Only, only if uh, Drew Barrymore comes back to reprise e her role. E.T. text home. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those kids on those hoverboards flying up in the sky. Oh, you know what, though? It'd be great if they had a bunch of kids trick-or-treating on hoverboards and one of them caught fire like they do in real life. <laughs> it just, oh, my flames God. Flames on. But anyway, uh, that's uh, yeah, that's the news for this week. That I, is that is your bleed feed. I think that's it. Jay? Boom! That was the news. All right. Uh, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the elderly and their homes. Get off my lawn, you damn kids! Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about some werewolves. Okay. All right. Um, so what do you think of do you, werewolves? Do you, do you like them? <laughs> Dude, uh, honestly, werewolves werewolves out of every uh, out of every movie monster, they probably scare me the most in Which real is... in real life. Like as as a as a real concept, if they truly exist, I think werewolves are probably the scariest out of all of them. Well, they do really exist. For the record. I, I for the record, I think that you're right. <laughs> Would you ever wear a wolf? <laughs> Gladly. Yes. <laughs> if I could get like one of like you know like like skin a wolf and then have oh. still like the top jaw so and the head, over, so, so it goes the over your, your hat. Oh, yeah. dude, no, so, so keep the head alive. Keep the rest of it. <laughs> exactly. I like your style. No, I, I, like I did. Werewolves scare the hell out of me, and like I, I like I said, I had a recurring nightmare about werewolves when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And it's something about it, because there's nothing that you can do. Like, there, there's nothing I could personally do oh, to defeat Shoot it. it with a silver bullet. Well, I don't have any silver bullets or a gun in which to put one. So, uh, there's like, and they're fast and they're bitey. 
And sometimes they turn into a man. You just need to get a... <laughs> Which get is a, even scarier. What you need to do is you need to get yourself an old pirate blunderbuss. And then put like your your kitchen silver in it and shoot them with a fork. Do you ever? Uh, and you're good to go. Do you ever play that game for Nintendo Werewolf for Classic NES? What was it? Werewolf yes, for yes, NES. Yes, I have played it. I actually own it. Yeah, I yep. have it too. It yep. sounds familiar. I don't know though. I'll this is, it's to... old. This is a side scroller. Yeah. 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 Huh. It was cool. Um, one of my one of my favorite uh, games that you mentioned again. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think it's a werewolf at all. But didn't Altered Beast? Didn't the guy turn to a wolf in Altered Beast? Altered. Beast. I don't know. I don't remember that one. Uh, I don't either. All right, fuck me. Um, <laughs> no. What do you th- What do you think about wa- werewolves though? As far I as think... as far as the uh, the the legendary movie monsters. Go. So movies aside. And we're just talking mythology here? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, they're terrifying because you can't really fight an animal. It's like, it's like trying to fight a lion off you. You can't do that. Yeah, no. If he wants to eat your Unless throat, Unless you happen to have a throat. chair and a whip. Yeah. But who carries a chair and a whip everywhere? <laughs> didn't, didn't stop Roy. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that was a tiger, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was a tiger. Yeah. Or was it a lion? Uh, that was a tiger. It was a white yeah, something. Yeah, the white Siberian white tiger. tigers. Who, who cares? It was, a, it, was a, it was a Caucasian species of something, okay? <laughs> it, <laughs> it was a mistreated animal. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I do actually love werewolves. Werewolves, though, they um, they, they, they annoy me. <laughs> because Why? In movies, at least. Because yeah. it is really fucking hard to portray a werewolf correctly in a movie. There Very few have actually succeeded... And making a scary, legitimate werewolf, um, they usually just fall flat every single time. Are you forgetting about Twilight? No, <laughs> <laughs> I am not forgetting about Twilight. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, The Howling did it great. American Werewolf in London did it great. Outside of that, though, you're hard pressed to find a movie that really did it good. I mean, you're you're kind of. That's not entirely true. Prove me wrong. I. Just prove me wrong, James. Right now, wolf cop. When's the last time you saw a, a, a giant werewolf dick? All right, all right, you pop in. Pop out you of in. a human dick. My point is this. Though. My, my point is this though. More th- more often than not, though, werewolves are one of the harder creatures I think to bring to life and make it and make it look effective. It, it can um, very easily come off cheesy. More if time, you, more often than not, yeah. they do. Um, yeah, so so I, I get let down a lot by werewolf movies because I really want them to be good, and it's just really tough. And even with late phases, I love this movie. I adore this movie actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 werewolves sometimes look good, other times they they just don't. Like it's 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 a guy in a suit, and you can absolutely one hundred percent tell that it's a dude walking around in a suit, you know. And it's like it doesn't. Uh, I don't know. They were pretty huge though. I um. But the, the way they walk upright, though, was just like, guy walking in a suit. Like it, was, it, it was weird. It's the first time I've ever seen... They, they all had massive underbites. They were like cats, almost. They almost did kind of look... They looked <laughs> like... like uh, they looked like Razor. Uh, yes. Of yes of Toga and Razor yes. fame from uh, Ninja Turtles 2. They were almost like Lynxy too. It was like a werewolf mixed with the Lynx. Because you're, you're talking the about because of the, the fur coming off yeah, the ears. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to point something out. I, I looked up the Werewolf NES game because I, I I couldn't remember what you guys were talking about. Okay. Yes, I did used to play it, and also this image goes a well goes along so well with our what we're doing tonight because not What's only that? is it a werewolf, but he's holding an American flag. Yes, dude. He's, he's like the veteran. Where like 
I could pair this beer so perfectly with well, this image. Haven't you ever heard of the the, the secret or uh, organization within the U.S. government where we send werewolves over to other countries and they fight on behalf of you know George W. I'm interested. Not not any of them. They actually still fight under George W. <laughs> to this day, he is their president forever and always. <laughs> now they just hang out on his ranch and like take care of other wolves. You may not that... have known, but the W stands for werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> George Werewolf Bush. Werewolf Bush. <laughs> What's she talking about, James? George Werewolf Bush. This is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> this used to be a meme. Stat. Oh my god. That's good. Oh, all that right. is good. Alright, let's talk about maybe we shouldn't talk about this movie. Let's just Let's keep talking about George W. Bush's werewolf population. Can we please? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, late phases uh, came out in 2014. Uh, directed by a Spanish director uh, or Mexican director, whatever you wish. <laughs> Not very whatever different. you wish. Those I, are two I very was, different things. I was trying to segue into correct you. That didn't work at all. Um, he's a Mexican director by the name of Adrian Garcia. Spain. Is it Spain? Yes. Oh, uh, see, I was right the first time. Racist. <laughs> It's such a racist. Uh, it's fine, Mike. Continue. Adrian Garcia Bagliano. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I say his name right? Yeah, actually. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, he is. This is his first English-speaking movie. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, all the rest of them, they were uh, they were all Spanish-language movies. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so this movie was actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken, was written by the same guy that did one of Stephen C. Miller's movies, uh, Under the Bed. Yes. Which means nothing. Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, though, so I had heard of him from from that. Uh, this movie is um, one of the things I didn't realize watching it until afterwards. The, the cast in this movie is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I guess I'm not that hip on a lot of my my golden age actors, but this movie has a stat cast. First, you have uh, Nick Dan... Uh, Nick Demichi. Demichi. I knew I was going to say that wrong. Nick Demichi. He's from uh, I like, I like, Stakeland, I, I know right? him best from Stakeland, yep. yeah. Uh, Ethan Embry is in it, which uh, I didn't even realize he was in this movie until we started watching it. I love me some Papa Giorgio. Yeah. I, <laughs> is, there, is there anything that he can't do? I like... I, no, I, I, I've always really liked Ethan Embry a lot. For my, um, for my 50 and 2, I watched The Devil's Candy. I meant to ask you how that was. Outstanding. Was it? Oh, outstanding. Good. Movie. Yeah, dude. Um, like Ethan Emery's great. Never. I need. He does. I need to get on that because I've been. I've been meaning to watch that movie. Um. So now, okay. So getting into the other cast, though, you have a guy named <clears throat> Lance Guest, mm-hmm. uh, who played Jimmy in Halloween Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also in Jaws: The Revenge. Your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws, Jaws: The Revenge sucks so bad. Um. Uh, Rudiana Alda, who was in Amityville Horror Two, Christmas Evil, and the original When a Stranger Calls. Mm-hmm. You have Tom Noonan, who's in fucking everything. I love Tom I Noonan. know him the best and love him the best in House of the Devil. House of the Devil and uh, um, Monster Squad. Yep, yep. Uh, he was in Last Action Hero. Yeah, he's he's one of those character actors that just literally pops up Yeah, he pops everything. up in, in tons of stuff. He's he's awesome. Uh, you have uh, <clears throat> Caitlin O'Heaney, who was in Wolfen and He Knows You're Alone. If you're noticing a trend here, uh, the director grew up watching and loving 70s horror movies. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to put as many of these old scream queens that he could, not that they're old, but you know, the old timer scream queens <laughs> <laughs> into the movie as possible. Uh, and then this one's a little bit different. Uh, Tina Louise, uh, who was in the Stepford Vi- Step- Stepford Wives. <laughs> the Stepford Vives. The Stepford Vives. <laughs> she was also uh, Ginger, Ginger from Gil- yeah, yeah, yeah. Gilligan's Island. 
Um, and then to round out the cast in a very small role, but I love him, Dana Ashbrook, who was the main goon in the aggression scale we talked about yeah. uh, months and months back. Also, uh, Larry, Larry Fessenden, who shows up and he's just, he was the um, he was the guy that sold him the headstone. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was in uh, We Are Still Here. Okay. He's in I Sell the Dead. He was in Stakeland, uh, The Last Winter, the that Ron Perlman movie. He's He pops up everywhere. He's a great actor. Um, so yeah, uh, stats cast though, like, like this movie really has like, they did their due diligence in getting people from the genre, you know, like, like these are the people in their golden years. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a perfect role for them. You yeah, know? that's cool. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, real, real quick, uh, just to, to, um, uh, to jump into this, um, I'm going to give a little synopsis. Oh, the story talk. goes like this. When deadly beasts attack from the forest, it is up to a grizzled veteran to uncover what the residents of a secluded retirement community are hiding. And uh, one thing that they left out is, so this this uh, this grizzled veteran, played by Nick DiMici. So good. Ambrose McKinley. Very cool name. Yeah. Uh, he also happens to be blind. Yes. Which I, I think that, <laughs> that basically, if, if you want just a... My opinion on this movie, as to whether you should watch it or not, um, if you liked Don't Breathe, mm -hmm. and you like Werewolves... Or Hush. Uh, yeah, or Hush. If you liked Don't Breathe or Hush... Basically any movie plus, with a blind person in it. Plus, plus, well, the girl was deaf in Hush. Shit. Yeah, so that doesn't really work much Shit, at all. Shit, you're right. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> asshole. Uh, if you like Don't Breathe and you like Werewolves, then you'll you'll probably enjoy this movie to yep. some extent. Because it's it's basically a, a blind guy fighting werewolves, what, which is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, what I what I loved about this movie is the uh, they they didn't take his his character was like this really serious, bitter old Vietnam vet, mm -hmm. you know, and he like was kind of an asshole, kind of an asshole. Unless it was a lady that smelled good, then he was a, a saint to her, to Gloria. That was pretty smooth, by the <laughs> it way. It was very smooth. Okay, very smooth. It kind of it could have come off, come across as creepy. Yeah, but how many guys probably hit on her? She she exactly, was probably yeah. eating that up, you know. He's, he's like he's like I hope to smell he, you later. She probably <laughs> wanted to eat that up. Which uh, I didn't I didn't even think about this. I didn't even think about <laughs> I didn't think about this, but he said that line to her, I hope to smell you later. <laughs> and that's, that's a line that my 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 our our buddy Greg says all the time. Smell you later. Smell you later cuz he's, you know, at heart he's like 12 years old oh, still. Oh god. Yeah, smell you later. That's that that. But in in the context of this movie, it seemed somewhat smooth. It did, it did. <laughs> for him to say to her. I'd like to point out that you missed my cunnilingus joke. What was your cunnilingus no, joke? Moments passed. Oh, I just, I'm just pointing out that you missed it. I love a good cunnilingus <laughs> joke. Um, oh, speaking of, this there's is, also this a girl is, in this movie named this, Aaron. This Cummings. is really going to eat at me. Can you just tell me what it was? You did it again. You did it again. <laughs> no, you should have just let me say my joke. You son of a bitch. Yes, I heard you say Aaron Cummings. Anyway, um, so I love, uh, dude. Nick Demichi's, uh performance is fantastic. He plays this grizzled old dude. Doesn't have a really good relationship with his son. He's like, he's kind of like that father that that when his when their mother died, like he just disconnected. Mm -hmm. And him and his son have a really tenuous, is that the right word I'm using, tenuous relationship, strenuous relationship, uh, tumultuous, tumultuous. That's the word. I'm dumb. Um, yeah. So like, like Ethan Embry like struggles to have a relationship with his father at this point, you know, and um, and yeah, and he plays it really well. But you're you're really sympathetic to. 
his character, even though he's kind of an asshole. Right. And uh, th that's the best kind of like character development, if you ask me. When when the guy is something, yet they still make you feel something else for him. Yeah. And I, I, lo I love that in the movie. And and Nick Dimitri, like he, he's he, he way younger than the, than the person he played in this movie. He's in the, only in his like fifties, um, right or forties, yeah, something like that. I don't know. But exactly he plays like a seventy year old. They they aged him with makeup and whatnot to make him look old. Um, yeah, he almost because the last time I, I watched a, a movie with him and it was uh, the second Stakeland movie. Oh, the, he's in both. Yeah, Stakeland, the Stakelander. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that on my way home from uh, Vegas a couple months ago, and when I started watching this movie, he was almost unrecognizable. Yeah, I because I, I, I knew Nick Dimitri was in this movie, and for, like for the first five minutes, I was like, okay, where is You're he? You're looking for him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, that's him. Yep. Um, he's got like a. He's got a really great. Um, some people, when they do sort of the 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 New York like, like, sorry to anybody in New York that hears me say this, uh, like the New York sort of asshole accent. Yeah, yeah. Some people it sounds really forced, but he he's really natural with yeah. it. Is he from New York? <clears throat> do you um, know? I don't. I almost know. I almost wonder if it's if it's a little, you know, normal for him. If that's just kind of the accent that he has. But if you notice, uh, Ethan Emery was doing the same accent in the movie. He was, you're right. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Like father, like son. Because Ethan Emery is the shit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> if I say um one more time in this podcast, um, it's going to be the drinking game of tonight. Every time I say um drink, you'll be hammered in about a half an hour. I'm going to drink every time you say um. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Um, so <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> All right, I got really, really lost here. Uh, someone told me that I need to take a Freedom Road to get back on track. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that was good. Snuck it in there. Mm -hmm. There you go. So, okay, so this is one of those movies, though. Like I said, uh, the characters are really great. You, you feel for them right off the bat. Mm -hmm. uh, he, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, Some, something I really appreciated about, uh, about his character is, you know, like when, when people lose a sense, they... All their other senses become heightened. He's blind, so he can smell things really well. He can hear things really well, and it's almost like he he can um, judge a person's character too, like within you yeah. know. Because when he first goes outside and and meets his next door neighbor, he's very pleasant to her right away. Yeah, and it's and it's kind of based on like he smells her. He thinks she smells really good. She seems really friendly when oh, she's talking. She smelled like a babe, and all she smelled like fairness. a total babe. <laughs> But then those the, the, the like the welcoming party. There was like a welcoming committee in this little retirement community, and it was and it was these three kind of hoity-toity women. Yep. And they walked into his house. Oh, he's such a dick. And he's just such a cold <laughs> asshole to them the entire time. And it's be, it, like he just he was able to judge their the quality of their character instantaneously. And I I thought that was kind of cool, you know. And what I like too <clears throat> though is even though he didn't like these people. He did end up caring about them in the end. Like there was like whenever something would happen, he was concerned about them. You right. know, he tried to go help them. He tried. So like he's he's not really an asshole. And I think that's one of the things that you pick up from his characters. He comes across as one because he's just like we said, grizzled. It's the best right. word to describe it. Well, you know, he's, his, he's, I mean, he's battle hardened. He was exactly, in, he was exactly. in Vietnam, but, and and he's no you know he's a no bullshit kind of guy. But so. deep down, though, he really doesn't hate people. He no. just doesn't like the bullshit. Like he well, still I, cares about people. Well, I think he gets a sense almost from the beginning that something weird is going on because well, he <laughs> he knew right off the bat. <laughs> 
Like that must, this was a must, werewolf. Must be werewolves. Must be werewolves. <laughs> yeah, he did jump to that conclusion pretty damn fast. Within the first ten minutes of the movie, he already had this figured out. Yeah, which I, you know, I didn't hate. Whatever. No, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling like I did like this movie. I think that you really, really liked this I movie. Did. I did. I, I, I did like it. Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not, not to say that I didn't like it, but I, uh, there were, you know, there were some things that were a little bit dicey with it. It walked for me. One of the reasons I liked it is it walked the line. This movie could have been a comedy so easily. It really, really could have been. You think so? Yes. And they <clears throat> walked that line and just never put a step over that line. They kept it serious enough to where I found humor in a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. But they never, like I said, put that foot over the line. So it still stayed as, you know, a werewolf movie. Yeah. But it could have been. They could have added. So, like, the one of the movies that I was thinking about a lot when I was watching this was The Burbs. And in, in their in their their exploration to find the truth and them doing their due diligence. So not like, not so much him as more like the people around him that could have been everything. sort of the. It was literally everything. Sort of reminded me of the Burbs. Yeah. It just took place in a retirement community, and there was no comedy. Right. They could have very easily. <laughs> so done it. it is literally different in every way. You get no, but it's like right <laughs> get, there no, though. Get, like they go right saying. next to each other. They just don't touch each other. Um, I I, I just want to bring this it's up. Like just me in bed with all my relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Uh, I just want to bring no, this there's up. No, there's no men. I want to. <laughs> I just want to bring this up real quick. Just uh, Nick Dimici is he's 57. Whoa, this is weird. He's his his Wikipedia says he's 57 to 58 years old. <laughs> what? He was born in 1959 to 1960. <laughs> this is <laughs> the longest birthing process I've ever heard. Well, in my now life. I have. May, like maybe his mom went into labor in 1959, and then like it was New Year's Eve or something. <laughs> He would still be born in one or the other. Nope, that's not the way it works. He was just, maybe she walked around with him half out for like two years. <laughs> and he is also uh, he's from Hell's Kitchen, so he's from. Oh, New York. okay, yeah. so perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wonder if he knows Daredevil. What is Daredevil uh, from yeah. Hell's Kitchen? It's the Devil of Hell's Kitchen. Oh, okay. Duh. I'm not up to speed on my <laughs> my comic book characters. Um. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. so. So uh, if, if, if you've never seen the movie, I'm not going to get too much into the plot or whatever, but basically uh, some some deaths occur in, in the uh, retirement community. Uh, he's trying to figure out what's going on. The cops basically say this stuff happens all the time, nothing to worry about, yet <clears throat> he knows what he sensed when it was happening. Right. And so immediately puts him on the path of apparently werewolves because it's the first thing you jump to. And he spends, he has 30 days to prepare for the next attack that happens at the next full moon. Yeah, because the, the next month, the first attack happens uh, in, in you it's know. The I, I it's won't, his first I, night there. I yeah. won't give away like who who feels the effects of that attack or anything like that. But the first attack happens in the community his first night there. Mm-hmm. So then he kind of deduces that he has 30, 30 days, one month to to prepare for the yeah. next attack. But and, and, <laughs> like we and, said, and in the he, meantime, though, he he's figured like it out really quick. But in the meantime, though, he's kind of doing like a detective thing where he's going places to, to learn about people and to talk to people right. and to, to really get a feel for who it could be. Like, I think that's what I like the most about it is his it's it's his thought process of how he's figuring this out, right. who he's talking to, why he's talking to him. Uh, and it was really cool. Yeah, because to the people in the community, it just seems like he's just kind of the weird old asshole who just yeah. moved into the community and he's just walking around doing weird things because he's, you know, like like a old old Vietnam vet who's maybe yeah. maybe a little 
maybe a little messed up or something, you know. I did and, you see did you see it coming who the actual werewolf was? Um I actually didn't. I'm shocked that I didn't. I thought it was somebody else. Yeah, I I uh I th- I thought that it was the other person that you're thinking of yeah. for a while, simply based on the height of the person. Because he's a werewolf, he grows. Well, no, there's there's one there's one point in the movie where uh, Ambrose is um, approached by a like a hooded figure, and that person is like much much taller than him. Yeah. And and the person that we kind of thought was the werewolf is also quite a bit taller than him something just dawned on me what we were talking earlier about how the werewolves looked a little bit less like your non like, like your traditional werewolves yeah. and more like something else they look like the werewolf from the michael jackson thriller uh video oh sort of the yeah. werewolf that he transforms into that's exactly yeah. what it looks like very cat-like but still a werewolf well they also if you if if you uh if you notice they they actually had the like facial features of the people that yeah. they were before yes, they did. too especially one character with the uh with the eye yeah with the eye yeah I kind of wondered if that was uh, if that was sort of a, a call out to Silver Bullet. Oh, why is there a thing in Silver Bullet? There is there is a character with an eye patch in Silver Bullet. Sorry, I just gave away who one of the werewolves are, <laughs> but uh, there yeah there is a it's 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 a pretty prominent scene in Silver Bullet that somebody ends up with an eye patch. Ah, gotcha. So I kind of okay. wondered if that was sort of like a callback, like you know, it sort been. of a little. Sort of a little love note to well, they're to calling back to every other old movie, so it's, yeah. it's very possible, very very possible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I don't know what else to say about this this flick. <laughs> I I, <laughs> uh, I don't want to I don't want to get into the we we have a habit of outlining the plots, and I want to get away from that. So, yeah. um, I I liked it. The acting was great. The it felt good. It like it was just a good movie. It was a good fun werewolf romp. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> a, there were, like I said, there were parts where you kind of have to, you, you kind of have to be like, oh, okay, that was a, that was a bit of a leap, but at the same time, I'm, I'm really, I'm really good at just kind of forgetting all the nitpicky little shit sure, and sure. just like enjoying stuff. If the movie and, as a whole is good, though. Yeah, yeah, it's, you can forgive all yeah. that. Yeah, on, on the whole, this one felt good. On the whole, <laughs> this uh, one did feel good. On the whole, um, I, uh, I, I, I did, um, I did like. I forgot what I was just gonna say. Well, I'll continue. Okay, so go ahead. Think. Uh, yeah. I love the fact that this took place in an old retirement community. Yeah, it didn't need to. This could have taken place anywhere. Sure. The fact that it did take place there added a another like just layer to the movie. That you just don't normally get. It, it set itself apart, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's not your same typical werewolf movie where it's oh, there's people and there's werewolves and they're attacking them. No, this had a whole different feel to it because of the the type of setting that it was in. Did you get? And I, and I love that. Did you get the sense that people actually kind of knew what was going on in the community, or they were just, or or people were just completely ignorant to it? And I think people were completely ignorant to it. Um, quite frankly, there was one part where the. Uh, the security guard, because it's like a gated community. He, I actually where thought the, it was him at first. Where the security guard, he sees one of the werewolves on a, a security camera, and he just his his initial reaction is to jump out and and close you know run for it and close the gate behind him, and he didn't seem like too taken aback by the fact that it was a werewolf he was seeing. It was almost just like he had this like oh no not again sort of thing, and he yeah and maybe he'd he seen it out. before. 
Well, that's what possible. I was saying. Like maybe, especially with camera. Like obviously they have cameras around the place, and he he has and he has access to them. And they've also said the cops say to uh, Ambrose at one point in time that they get calls like once a month about this. Yeah. So well, it, it happens it kinda, all the time. It animal made, attacks. If there was animal made me attacks, wonder if what if there were animal attacks happening. And where people were dying, people were dying all the time. <laughs> yeah. There would be a huge effort to try to figure out what animals killing people. You would think so. They wouldn't just be like, "Up, oh, another one died." Yeah, it just happens. Yeah, I, they maybe like maybe that. that's why it makes sense again that it was in a retirement community because they're like, "Ah, oh, these people are going to kick the bucket soon yeah, anyway." Maybe, so, maybe. why why are werewolves always good at hand to hand combat? Uh, because they're aware of their surroundings. <laughs> <laughs> maybe no seriously though like some of the because you're in a retirement community so it goes without saying that one or more of the werewolves are are these old feeble people yeah yet once they turn into werewolves i can understand where if they have like this wild ravenous you know just like animal like strength but they they're good at dodging punch punches and like and like uh, All like, right. like well, parrying after the punch and stuff an answer. like that. I don't have an answer for you, but I do have a uh, an experiment. Next time we go to the zoo, I'm going to break into the wolf cage and I'm going to try to punch a wolf. I'm going to see if it dodges me. And then... Uh, I mean, could... I've punched a wolf before. Oh, oh <laughs> And it didn't dodge me. <laughs> Never mind. I, I, I don't need to do this uh, experiment I grew, I grew up in Bad Axe, Mike. It's a pretty regular occurrence, punching a wolf. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like it seems like I I almost kind of I kind of want to see a werewolf movie where because this was kind of cool because once they changed into werewolves, they still had the somewhat of the facial features of the people. I kind of want to see a werewolf movie where, uh, you know, they gain the animal instinct and stuff like that. But there's still maybe some semblance of like the actual motor skills of of who they (laughs) isn't that late phases. No. No, because I like I if you're if you're if if you're a werewolf if if you're a feeble old man and you turn into a werewolf I kind of I kind of it would be a horror a, com- a, fe- it, a feeble old werewolf <laughs> it, I, it would be a horror comedy for sure but I kind of want to see like uh, you know like like if a jock turns into a werewolf of course he's going to be fast and strong but if a an old woman turns into a werewolf she's going to be That's you know fair. a That's little fair. slower and a little she still needs that werewolf walker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, that could be a dumb idea, and it more than likely is. But um, all right, so uh, late phases. You recommend it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, which most of you do, I would I would definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah, hundred percent. I I love this movie. It's yeah. actually, yeah, yeah, it was good. So Loved let's it. move on to our next movie. Uh, the other movie that we watched for tonight is called Bubba Hotep. And, and if you haven't seen it, you're doing life wrong. You are indeed. I'm just putting that out there. Why don't you run us through what Bubba Hotep is about, Michael? I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Elvis. Okay, batshit. If you if you've not seen Bubba Hotep and you don't know what it's about, be prepared for the most batshit crazy synopsis you've ever heard in your life. Elvis and JFK, both alive in a nursing home, fight for the souls of their fellow residents as they battle an ancient Egyptian mummy. Yep. What kind of crack was Don Coscarelli on? Well, this is actually based... Or the, or the author. There's It was a book, right? Yeah, this is based yeah. off of a short story by by uh, Joe R. Lansdale. What? Where the fuck does this idea come from? I've, I just... <laughs> I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. But who the... 
like I said, how many how yeah. much drugs do you have to do for the story to come out? Well, yeah, because I can I can see like I can see where you had you know you have this idea like oh man because people talk about this all the time. Oh, you know Elvis is actually alive, right? He's on he's on a a desert island yeah. somewhere, just sipping sipping my ties and enjoying life. People say that kind of stuff all the time. He's with Tupac and and JFK. In this instance, uh, Joe R. Lansdale dreamed it up as being that Elvis Presley actually was alive, and he's with JFK, Black JFK. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which uh, play, played by Ozzy Davis. I think it's just Ozzy. No, Ozzy. I think uh, it could it's Ozzy Davis. Yeah, okay. I don't um, think I know it's Ozzy Davis. <laughs> it's with S's, not Z's. All right, come on. <laughs> I like my Aussies with Z's. Aussie, Aussie Davis. <laughs> um, and there, and I guess in the short story also, there's a um, there's a woman who thinks that she's John Dillinger who had a sex change. Amazing. Yeah, I don't I know why it. they didn't add I, that into well, the movie. I can kind of see it because you don't want to make it too ridiculous. Oh yeah, because this isn't too ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's Elvis Presley and a black JFK fighting a good old boy mummy. It would be the greatest retirement home in the world to live in. Oh, yeah. It awesome. really would be. Um, okay, it's anyway. kind of a shithole, though. <laughs> like we said, directed by Don Coscarelli, uh, who also did uh, the Phantasm movies, one mm-hmm. through four, uh, Beastmaster, uh, more recently, John Dies at the End, if you've ever seen any of those. Oh, I didn't know that he directed that. Yep. Wow. So, uh, so yeah, Don Coscarelli, uh, starring the immortal Bruce Campbell. The chin. The chin. Mm. One of two chins, actually. Um, no, he plays Elvis Presley slash Sebastian Half. Wait, when you say one of two chins, do you mean Robert Zadar is the yes. other one? Yes. He's the face. No, he's the chin. I, I call him the face. Yeah, well, you're dumb. Cause, well, because with Bruce Campbell, it's he's got a big chin. Yeah. With with Robert Dez- Robert Zadar, it's not just his, his whole face is gigantic. And he has a huge face <laughs> speaking of which <laughs> there was a uh, an interesting fact i read was that uh, before bruce campbell accepted the role as elvis uh-huh. he only had one question for the director he said are you going to show the penis <laughs> which makes there's a subplot about elvis which makes Presley, sense yeah. because there's a there's a yeah there is a subplot about elvis having a, a growth on his penis it and he doesn't know what it is and he comes back to it all the time <laughs> the, the, the one line about him uh Having a dream about masturbating until it pops <laughs> to ooze all the pus. I was like, what the fuck? It's pretty fucked up, but it's hilarious. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, Bruce Campbell plays Elvis Presley. Uh, Ozzy, da- Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy Davis, Ozzy Davis. Uh, plays ja- JFK. Uh, no, here's the crazy thing. Ozzy Davis, I don't know what the fuck he's doing in this movie. Why? This guy is... Dude, this guy has... Uh, awards up the ass for acting and whatnot like being like a really prestigious black actor mm-hmm. he gave the um he gave the uh the 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 what's what's the when somebody dies you read the eulogy, eulogy? he did the eulogy for malcolm x really yeah so this guy like, he's a big deal like, he's a really well-known well-respected human being and actor mm-hmm. what the fuck is he doing in jfk and elvis meet the mummy it's fun, man. He's <laughs> just having fun. It's just bizarre to me. Um, just do whatever he wants. Ella Joyce played the nurse uh, in question uh, that touches Elvis Presley's cock all the time, <laughs> to put it mildly. Um, and she's fantastic. She's a character actor that shows up in a lot of different stuff, too. She's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also you have a, uh, a little little cameo by uh, a one Reggie Bannister. 
plays the uh, rest home administrator. Reginald Bannister? Yeah, from, uh, excuse me, the Phantasm movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there's a fun cast or whatever. No one big. Actually, I think those, the first three, Bruce Campbell, Ozzie Davis, and Ella Joyce, are probably the main three people in the movie. Not too many other people. There's there's the two um, there's the two hearse drivers outside that always have a, a thing back and forth, which those two guys are actually uh, character actors too, I believe. Uh, yeah, one was um, Daniel Roebuck. Yeah, I know that for sure. He was the main guy, right? Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff with uh, his face to the camera as yeah. opposed to the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. he was in uh, Final Destination, The Fugitive, U.S. Marshals. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Gotcha. Um, uh, I don't know who the other guy was. Do you know who he was? No clue. Oh, all right. Well, I'm sure he's somebody. I'm sure his mother knows him. Oh, here I got it right here. He was Daniel Schweiger. Uh, yeah, sounds like a douche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, though, so this movie doesn't have a whole lot of characters. Though. It's, it pretty much is all Bruce Campbell and Ozzy Davis right. and and Bubba Hotep. Um, the uh, there it the, is again. The um um, um, um the the back and forth between. Between Bruce and Ozzy in this movie is oh, it's amazing. Magic. It's magic. It's magic. <laughs> it's the it's whole movie so, is so ridiculous it's and so, so funny. It's so shit crazy. It just works. Like it shouldn't work, but it does. In in case you're wondering why um uh why Ozzy Davis is playing JFK, <laughs> so he he uh, uh Bruce Elvis uh-huh. is uh is. He basically thinks like he's just this crazy old coot that's in this nursing home, and he just thinks he's JFK. But uh, JFK's explanation is that after they faked his death, they dyed his skin <laughs> to cover up their tracks. And they and they, they and pulled out part of his brain. And they put a piece of a sandbag in part of his brain. <laughs> So crazy! I love it. So clearly, his clearly JFK's character is is he's he's mental. But but do you think that Elvis is really Elvis? I don't know. I, I think he is. That. I think that he is. Do you? Yeah. I think I think that's the reason the story works. You have one guy who everybody thinks is crazy, but he's not. Right. And then you have another guy who everybody thinks is crazy and is straight certifiable. <laughs> well, because because uh, he's because uh, he's yeah he's in this place because there's another character who's gonna believe him. There's another character named Kimosabi. Yeah. Who's, who's who's essentially he looks like the Lone Ranger. <laughs> Why is he named Kimosabi? Kimosabi. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they couldn't get the rights to the name Lone Ranger or something. <laughs> but he's you know he wears the he's got the 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 um cowboy hat the. Uh, Kind of the Zorro the, looking the, mask, the Lone Ranger like eye mask, yeah. Yeah, and and he carries around cap guns. Kimosabi, <laughs> 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 and so everybody in this place is is nuts. They're like old, senile, just nutty people who, for some reason, you have in this place a bunch of people who think that they're other people. Which makes sense that a guy who thinks he's Elvis would be there. I loved his backstory. I thought it was so when he tells the story of um, Sebastian Half. Sebastian Half. Yep. So essentially, like, because they all they all ask him, like, or the nurse and um, his roommate, his his roommate, his roommate's daughter, his roommate dies, and his daughter shows up, and uh, her and the nurse are kind of asking him. They're kind of they're kind of making fun of him, but they ask him what his story is, and basically his story is that uh, he he had kind of as Elvis, he had grown tired of of the life. Of being a, a, a rock legend, and and so he found this guy named Sebastian Half, who was 
the greatest Elvis impersonator of all time. A guy who looks strikingly like Bruce Campbell. Strikingly. <laughs> strikingly handsome. So, so he so he went he went to check him out and and basically switched places with him. Yeah. And then Sebastian Half got to go on and live his life as Elvis, but he had a bad heart, so he died. And Elvis went on to basically just do Sebastian Half's gig and he loved it because he got to play smaller gigs and mm. like and and people still threw themselves at him because they were the he was the closest thing to Elvis that he's they like, would ever get. He's like I'm going to paraphrase this wrong but he's like I was a dude playing Elvis playing a dude who was really Elvis. <laughs> I know I killed that. Was that a Tropic Thunder? <laughs> Was, I'm just a guy playing a guy playing a guy. <laughs> that's that's wrong know. too. God, you know what? I give up tonight. Uh, did, give did, up. did he ever? He didn't ever actually say that. See, if though. John was here, John knows John would that be one. able to. Damn it. Damn it! We should have invited John. I, know. I did. I invited him. For the record, he's on assignment. He's on assignment <laughs> with uh, Salisbury Joe. With Salisbury Joe. They're <laughs> dropping acid right now. So, <laughs> Godspeed, boys. In the Everglades. <laughs> dropping acid in the Everglades. That's what they're doing. This is weird. All right. So, um, but yeah, uh, basically there's a mummy who uh, sucks people's souls out of their asshole. <laughs> this movie is so fucked up. If there's the, if there's the... <laughs> so would that sound like a fart coming out? <laughs> Maybe something like that, I think. That would no, so... sucks it out of the asshole. It yeah. It would just be air coming out of the asshole. It would be like a fart. But it, there would be like a a, a a sucking sound. There would be a definite voice. sucking sound. <laughs> so same time, go. You do the suck. <laughs> okay. Uh, ready? Go. All right. <laughs> that, folks, is what it sounds like. <laughs> that line, because it's it's so unexpected. Because uh, JFK and Elvis are talking, and JFK says he had me on the floor, and he had his mouth over my asshole. <laughs> and Elvis goes, a shit eater. <laughs> JFK goes. I don't think so. He was after my soul. Now you can get that out of now you can get that out of any major orifice of a person's body. I read about it. <laughs> Elvis says, Oh yeah, where man? Hustler. <laughs> I, just, I fucking love this movie so much. I mean, much. obviously, those those impress, uh, impersonations are just the worst oh, shit I've ever done in my ma- life. It but. doesn't matter. Like, this this movie's gold. It, it really is. Like, like everything about it. For as bad shit crazy as it is, for as <clears throat> As crazy as the characters are, you have a guy like Bruce Campbell playing Elvis. Like Everything works when it should not work in Which this movie. It's, will, it's amazing. I will say this, too. Uh, like, not that we, Bruce Campbell shouldn't work playing Elvis. That's actually kind of a genius casting. While, but we, like, while, while, while we were watching the movie, I actually said, I was like, Bruce Campbell actually does a pretty damn good Elvis. And you said to me it's, that... It's, it's funny. The, the guy who like the guy who signed on to kind of train. Well, Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell went to an Elvis impersonator oh, okay. to basically get taught and how to move like Elvis because he had to do some live stuff, stuff yeah. or whatever. You know, gyrate the hips and, yeah. and whatnot, <laughs> and the lips and the butt lips and <laughs> <laughs> just the uh, the the Elvis impersonator that was working with him though basically like stopped almost right away basically saying you're not going to get this like you're not going to move like him you don't have it in you and so he so bruce campbell kind of just did it on his own essentially essentially and and ended up doing a pretty damn he good did job a great job I, <laughs> he played the job he, he played the uh definitely the the 70s version of elvis you know like the the later the later career elvis 
I can like see the ridiculous over the top. I, I can thought see it, I thought he did a great job with Bruce it. Bruce Campbell's Elvis eating a sandwich, dying on the shitter. I can see it. 110%. <laughs> and actually, it's funny. He actually makes a, a point in the movie to say, he's like, damn it, I'm not going to shit my pants no more. Blah, blah, I'm, I'm going to the shitter. Like, he actually, like, says a part. Like, I don't know. It's just funny. Um, um, did you know that... And actually, uh, you left the movie at my house last night, and I was watching a few more things. And I, I watched at the end of the credits, and, the, and at the end of the credits, it actually says that... Um, we will return with Bubba Nosferatu. Okay, Did so you see that? yeah, this is uh, this has been a thing that's been going on for a very long time. Um, Don Coscarelli has wanted to make, from my understanding, Don, Don Coscarelli has wanted to make Bubba Nosferatu for a long time, which is a prequel. Which is a prequel. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know how that would be, but whatever, they're gonna do it. They said it's a it's a prequel called Bubba Nosferatu: Curse of the She Vampires. The, here's the problem, Bruce Campbell doesn't think this movie needs to be anything more than what it is. Like it's it's a one off. Like don't don't doesn't ruin think it. Don't Bubba Hotep needs yeah, to Yeah, yeah. Leave leave he's... sleeping dogs alive. Like it doesn't need anything. He's probably right. And they've for years they were talking about it and for years it was in discussions and this and that and they never got a script they could they could agree on. And finally within the last year, I'm pretty sure Bruce Campbell finally put the nail in the coffin and says if you know, I wish Don the best of luck in doing his sequel. I will not be a part of it. He put the nail in the coffin. He's not doing it. Well, being that it's a prequel, why would he really be a part of it anyway? Well, because I don't know. How, I don't know what the script was. So who knows? Who knows how they would could have twisted that into it? Yeah. But at this point in time, Bruce Campbell is no longer interested in doing a Bubba Nosferatu sequel slash prequel whatever the fuck it might be um which kind of i mean i'd be interested in seeing it but i definitely can appreciate him not wanting to soil the what people love about baba totap like i I think like you said don't don't ruin a good thing i think it's a really good one-off like it's just it is it's a good standalone movie just leave it it the way it is yeah Bruce Campbell's got a shit ton of other wacky fucking movies to watch. You ever seen The Man with Two Brain or The Man with the Screaming Brain? Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing. I actually saw that live with him in the audience. Oh, look at you. Look at Aww. me. Oh, it was a book signing. <laughs> I had him sign my pages. <laughs> I thought you were going to say penis. Funny story about Bruce Campbell. I had him sign my penis. <laughs> a funny story about uh, Bruce Campbell. Uh, he is. He, one of my he's my favorite actor like of all time just because of who he is like i just i love him um and the very the first time that i met him uh it was at a book signing and i was so nervous to meet him like you you stand on this long line and you have your your shit i had like a comic book and a uh and uh it was a man with a screen brain comic book actually that he signed for me and then the book that we bought at Uh the screening and so you're waiting in line, and you're like, well, what the fuck are you going to say to him? I'm like, this is, this is fucking Bruce Campbell. And you're just watching him the whole this, time. This is, this is, this is closer no, and step closer. Yeah, like, this is no Brad Pitt. This is Bruce Campbell, okay? <laughs> like, what do you say to a living legend like this, right? And um, I did probably what 95% of the people that get up there do. Gee, I really like Default Dead. <laughs> uh, no, no. We talked about the weather. Did you really? Yep. Oh, my gosh, Michael. <laughs> We what walked, did you say to I, him? I, I have since redeemed myself, but the very first time, though, I walked up to him, I handed him the stuff or whatever, and I didn't know what to say, so I didn't say anything. He goes, and he looks at me, and he goes, it's a crazy weather we're having here in Michigan, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God. That was, yeah. Like, that was I, Bruce Campbell trying to break the yeah, awkward yeah, tension it, between the two exactly of you. Exactly what it was. And I you have, should have responded with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Should have. Didn't, though. I, I responded to him about the weather, and it was bad. Oh, the, my god! I have since redeemed myself. I've met him a couple huh. times, but, like... Well, how'd you redeem yourself the second time? Let me... Actually had a conversation with him about the movie that we're screening and talked to him about, you know, yeah. the movie. But, like... What was your opening line? I, I don't remember. Oh, because Bruce Campbell went... probably remembered, and his responding line was, <laughs> crazy weather out there in Michigan, eh? <laughs> probably. Probably. That's, that's um, all right, because I... I, I bit the dog dick when I tried to talk to Richard Brake. Yeah. Oh, man. So, you did? Oh, you so did? Awkward. I was there for that, yeah. <laughs> because he, like, I, I love Richard Brake. He's so awesome. And then I walked up and he seemed like such a friendly guy and I just, I couldn't say anything other than, uh, I'm a really big fan. <laughs> oh, I walked yep. away like, I need to go have so much liquor <laughs> to get over that because I feel like such an asshole. It's okay. Uh, on the bright side, we met, um, we met Clint Howard later that night. <laughs> According to my wife, there was this dude covered literally from face to asshole in tattoos, and my wife is convinced it was Clint Howard. <laughs> Even though he was only like 40 years old, and Clint Howard is like 100. And has no tattoos. <laughs> I'm sorry, Aaron. I love you. Oh my god. Oh boy. Oh my god, dude. Okay. I need, I need another another veteran here. Just I, I have no quip. Just give me another veteran. Okay. No, I got nothing. Well, you're you're drinking J Rod's last one. Oh, go yeah. right ahead. Actually, um, uh, actually, I'm gonna pass you this beer, and then I think we're gonna cheers and wrap this baby up. Yeah, I mean, before we before we do it though, uh, yeah, Bubba Hotep. It's it's a classic. If, Dude, you, if you've not seen it, I, do yourself a favor. Get some beers. This is a beer drinking movie. You Absolutely. Know? God, this chair is. So we didn't loud. really talk too much about uh, Bubba Hotep. Actually, yeah. the mummy. Oh, well, they, he's just a mummy. He's yeah. a mummy. That looks like a, a cowboy. They fight a mummy. <laughs> figure figure <laughs> looks, it out yourself. <laughs> yeah, just go watch the movie because it's a really fun watch. Yeah, it really is. Um, and the this whole episode has been about being in, in old folks' homes or whatever, you know, the retirement home. And uh, the fact that this took place, like this, this is another one of those movies where this story could have taken place anywhere. Mm-hmm. The fact that they set it in a retirement home makes everything that much better. Yeah, you know, like I, they, they there should sh- be more movies set in retirement homes. Is <laughs> <laughs> what I think. What classic movies would be better? Set in a retirement home. Oh, geez, that's a tough. That, you should have asked me that like before we started the episode, Here's so I could thinking. think about it. Independence Day. <laughs> what? Set in a retirement home. We're old old Will Smith. Idiots. Old Will Smith is like, I gotta save the world. That was terrible. Yeah, I, I, I didn't expect it to be anything other than that. <laughs> you know how you get them aliens? Like my daddy did. He would have just give them a whooping. <laughs> Welcome to Earth, sonny. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on this one, Mike. All right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> That's uh, I'm not even gonna give my answer. That was a perfect answer, Mike. It's just a fun. It's a fun way to set like an otherwise serious topic, though. Is put it with a bunch of old dudes in a retirement home, and it instantly makes the movie way more watchable. At least to me, it does. It's just fun. They should have done it back when Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon were still alive, and just oh, done the a odd couple. Just in... done a bunch of horror movies based in. In oh retirement homes, like Medea, only with the odd couple, and <laughs> it'd be amazing. It'd be like uh, Abbott and Costello, except yes, for with the odd yes. couple meets every monster under the sun. I'm into it, dude. Yeah. I'm into it. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's it for tonight. We had a we had a good time. Yeah, yeah. and uh, let's let's retire now. All right, shall we? <laughs> uh, John is on assignment. John, John, 
Thank you for taking this assignment this week. Uh, we look forward to having you back in after you're done with Enjoy your... Enjoy hanging out with your pygmies. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, and Horror Amino at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. And if you feel inclined, <clears throat> leave us a comment and a rating on iTunes. That gets us five stars. M- five stars. Yes. Gets us more than you know. Um, if as long as you know that it's very small, uh, <laughs> but please do, please do because it helps uh, uh, a little bit. Also, uh, if you if you want to come out to our screening of Behind the Mask, yes. The Rise of Leslie Vernon on January 9th, twenty eighteen, in Clinton Township, Michigan, at the AMC Stargrashit, uh, go to gather g a t h r dot u s slash screening slash two one eight eight seven and buy your tickets. I can't stress this enough. If you're planning on going, please don't sleep on these tickets. It's not that it's going to sell out, but we need to sell them in advance to make the screening actually happen. Yes. So, like, we're, we're advertising it right now, but it's still not a for sure thing. So, like, we need everybody to as soon as we hit buy the, your tickets. As soon as we hit that quota, it tips the screening, and we get to do it, and it's going to be a fucking blast. Yes. So, come out and hang out with us. And and you get to see us talk to you. Yeah. Like a bunch of morons. Talk at you. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> I will probably be drunk. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you want to find J-Rodge. J-J-J-J-Rodge on all social media at Ocean Recording and go to www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. Scoop I'm them up, Holiday baby. special running right now. Yeah. Watch. What is it? Oh, a couple different things. There's some acoustic singer-songwriter packages for single songs and EPs or full production packages for a full band for a single song and EPs. Very nice. Check it out. I'm taking taking advantage of it. Yes, true. Oh, yes, you are. true story. Maybe I will, too, just for the hell of it. Do Do some of my uh, slam poetry. Oh, (laughs) we we can record that song about the bratwurst and the space martian. We can do that exact song, yes. We have to write it still, because I just found out about it. All right, boys, that's it. All right, I'm have, going home. Good have times. a good night, everybody. Good Cheers. Night. Cheers, boys. Never, never fuck with the king.